Good morning, everybody. Welcome on this beautiful Sunday, and I'm glad that you're worshiping with us here at Gadsden First United Methodist Church. I'm glad you're worshiping with us online. I know many of you are. If you're somewhere fun, like the beach or something like that, send us a picture of the water because we don't, we don't have any water. No, I'm just kidding. We're, we're glad that you're worshiping wherever you are, and, and we're, we're just glad we can worship together. This is a special Sunday. All Sundays are special, but this, is, this one's really special because today's the day we, we recognize and congratulate our graduating high school seniors. And this beautiful uh, arrangement on our altar is in honor of our graduating seniors. So congratulations to you all. We're going to say more about that and show some, uh, some, some pictures that are going to make your parents and grandparents smile and are going to make you go, roll your eyes. So I promise that for, for our high school seniors. Listen, if you missed the church picnic last Wednesday, I, I'm, you're going to have to make sure you come to the next one. It was so much fun, and I'm only just telling you about it because I want to say thank you to the men at the well for, for cooking for us, to the fellowship team for adding uh, the decorations and also cooking, adding all the sides. Whoever did food, it was all good. I tried, I'm a good sport. I tried to eat everything. And uh, I want to thank our children for singing. That made it special. It was a wonderful time to have a church picnic. This coming Wednesday, we'll be doing a Bible study at 11 o'clock, but not at night. So if you're in my Bible study, make sure you come at the 11 o'clock Bible study this coming Wednesday. Next Sunday, on May 22nd, we're having a bake sale. And it's for our junior high youth that are raising money to go to junior high camp this summer. So... If you got, let your sweet tooth kick in, or so, either yourself or somebody you love likes sweets and bake sale stuff, and um, so remember that for next Sunday, okay? And then on the 29th, on Memorial Day weekend, we're going to have a special service. We're going to have a single combined service at 10 o'clock. We have an extra special guest speaker and singer. His name is Reverend Keith Elder. He's a retired a United Methodist pastor, but he's also a singer and songwriter, and he spent some time in Nashville singing. I mean, he sings beautifully and writes his own songs, and he's going to sing and, and tell stories, and he's a wonderful person. You're going to love it. Come at 10 o'clock. Invite your friends to come and, and uh, join this celebration. It's going to be wonderful. Oh, yeah. And afterwards, we're going to have an ice cream sundae bar down in the portico and hot dogs because Memorial Day, right? You got to do something like that. It'll be red, white, and blue, I promise. Vacation Bible School is on, on uh, the calendar for June the 6th through the 9th, and that will be from 9 to 12. Registration is available. If you haven't already registered, you can register on our church website or our Facebook page. And the theme is food truck party. I'm a big fan of the food theme. Yes, I like that. So will you join me as we pray and we'll uh, enter the Lord's presence with worship. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us this day. Open our hearts and minds as we worship together. In Jesus' name, amen.
in affirming our faith together with the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost.
This is a time of the service we prepare our hearts for a time of tithe and offering. I wanted to let you know all the great things going on at the church because of the financial gifts that you give and of your time and service. Things like Vacation Bible School, that's a food truck party. It's going to be amazing. And so it's not just about uh, gifts, uh, financial gifts, but you can also uh, say, Catherine Barnes, how can we help with Vacation Bible School? It's always a great another way we can give. Uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Loving God, we thank you so much for uh, the gifts that are given. We pray that you will use them for your kingdom. We pray that you will bless the giver. Uh, we also thank you, God, so much for those that give of their time and their service. God, we pray that you will use all of it for your kingdom. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
So I don't know if you know, but we've had uh, the past several weeks, we have a missionary that we focus on every week. Uh, our missionary this week is the Reverend Krista Suzanne. She is United Methodist Missionary with the General Board of Global Ministries, serving as a minister in Spain. So uh, she is who we are praying for this week. But you know who else we're praying for this week is our high school seniors. They are amazing. If you're a high school senior, I was, I'm not going to make you come up here for prayer later because I know you'll be mad and you'll feel awkward, but would you just stand up so everybody can see you at least now? Aren't they awesome? Aren't they awesome? All right, you can sit down. You can sit down. We like to make them feel awkward once in a while, right? Parents, I mean, they, they made you feel awkward at times <laughs> when they were growing up. So, And Grace Kelly is not in our slideshow, sadly, but Grace Kelly is here, and we love Grace Kelly. So give it up for Grace Kelly, too. Um, so I was just going to say that these kids have grown up here in this church, and we are so proud of them. We know they're going to do awesome things. And uh, now we are going to see a slideshow of them. And you're going to love it, because I know you all know these kids, too, so. I can see the tears filling your eyes, and I know where they're coming from. They're coming from a heart broken into by what you don't see the person in the mirror doesn't look like the magazine oh but when i look at you it's clear to me that i can't see the fingerprints of god
And I know so many of you uh, helped when they were in kids' church or when they were in youth ministry. So thank you to all of you. Uh, Barbara Bennett, uh, who helps get the acolytes ready, she chased all the seniors down this morning just to say hi, give them a hug and everything, because so many people uh, have been involved in helping you grow up spiritually. So it's awesome. It's awesome. And we know this is such a great group that is going to go on to do amazing, amazing things. And we're so excited for you. And we're going to say a special prayer for you in just a minute. Um, If you are watching this service online, write in the comments somebody you know who is graduating and maybe graduating from college or high school sixth grade, or even graduating from something like our early learning center here at the church. Um, We also want to be praying for our missionary of the month. And this morning, um, when I was getting ready for church, I read about that there was a shooting in Buffalo, New York, so we want to be praying for that as well. Um, And let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Loving God, we are so thankful for the seniors that are graduating God, we pray that you will protect them. We pray that you will give them wisdom. We pray that you will bring people into their lives that will be a positive influence. And we pray that they'll be a positive influence on others. We pray that you will guide their steps. Um, Pray that uh, you will just give them so much wisdom as they go off to college. We pray for the parents. We pray that um, you will give them peace and comfort as their kids are off on new journeys. We pray that they will grow up to do your work, to spread your love with all people. Uh, We lift up right now also the victims and the families of the shooting in Buffalo, New York. We pray for an end to violence, an end to hate, God, that you will will change hearts. Um, We pray for all the unspoken requests that are within this sanctuary. You know our hearts and you know what those concerns are. And now we pray the words that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
Choir is amazing, aren't they? Are they not awesome? Amazing job. So also, I've already said it once, but our seniors, we just have an amazing group graduating this year. And I'm going to give a shout out to Lauren Penn. I don't know if everybody knows, but she has been working in the nursery a lot lately. So we want to give it up for Lauren Penn, helping with the, the little ones. And speaking of little ones, I forgot to let the little ones go to kids' church. I just rescued you from listening to my long sermon, so you should be glad I let you out just in time. But uh, because it's Senior Sunday, I thought back to my graduation, which was a really long time ago. Um, but I thought, what changed from high school to graduating? What changed? And I would say unexpected places, new journeys, meeting new friends. Um, Becoming friends with people I never would have imagined, right? So new places, new people. 
Um, so this is message is not just for the high school seniors, though. This is for all of us. We're, uh, we're going to talk about unexpected places and unexpected people. That's a journey we're all on. Um, our lectionary passage today comes from the book of Acts. So uh, I don't know how familiar you are with the book of Acts, but I bet everybody would know if I said Pentecost Sunday, that might ring a bell, right? From the book of Acts, we think of Pentecost Sunday. That's when the altar is decorated red, and we remember that passage um, where the disciples are living in fear, they're scared, they're praying as a small group, and guess what happens? Boom, the Holy Spirit comes, and they're now speaking other languages and ministering and talking to people they never could have imagined, right? Talking to people they never could have imagined. That happens in the beginning of the book of Acts. The reading we have today comes from Acts 11, but I'm going to do uh, talk about some things leading up to that passage. This is going to be the longest introduction to the passage of Scripture you've ever heard, all right? Are you ready? But it's good stuff. Uh, so leading up to Acts 11, in Acts chapter 8, there's a guy named Saul, um, who you may have heard of Saul. Is later, his name later changed to Paul, and he wrote much of the New Testament. Saul was a total jerk. Would you agree with me, Pastor Sam? Total jerk. Um, so the believers have scattered because of Saul. Um, so there's a guy named Philip in Acts chapter 8. He's doing ministry in Samaria. In verses 4 through 25, he even meets somebody who was a sorcerer. Anybody know any sorcerers? I don't think so. Um, but guess what? He preaches to the sorcerer, like he talks to the guy. Whoever would have thought? Uh, he shares the love of Jesus with a sorcerer, um, and this sorcerer starts having faith in Jesus. These type of things happen when we follow the lead of the Holy Spirit, right? We will talk to unexpected people. A sorcerer would have been an unexpected friend and never would have happened without the nudge of the Holy Spirit to share God's love with that person. Uh, and when we follow the Holy Spirit's nudge, we might have the same type of interactions. Right after that verse, in 26 through 40, God leads Philip to an Ethiopian eunuch. Did you know that eunuchs couldn't even enter the temple because they were different? Was God's grace and love for the eunuch also? Of course it was. Of course it was. Um, and the eunuch not only hears about God's love uh, from Philip, but he is also baptized. He is also baptized. It was an unexpected encounter. Are you seeing a pattern here? That when you follow the nudge of the Holy Spirit, you're going to talk to people you never expect. Um, because without the nudge of the Holy Spirit, Philip might have been like the rest of the religious people. He might have ignored the Ethiopian eunuch. He might have, he might have uh, just passed by. But instead, he talked to him and shared the message of God's love. And he even took it a step further because this eunuch wasn't welcomed into, into the temple. He never would have been baptized before. But Philip baptizes him because he's following the lead of the Holy Spirit. See, God always loved the eunuch. It was the religious people who didn't. Um, so Philip does this by following the lead of the Holy Spirit. Also, we see in this chapter, remember that guy Saul that I told you about that was a total jerk? Guess what happens? He has an encounter with Jesus, and his life is changed. His life is changed. And guess what? This guy who has been persecuting believers is now going to be hanging out with these same people he used to persecute. Unexpected people, unexpected places, 
when we follow the lead of the Holy Spirit. So we jump to Acts chapter 9, um, and we're still following that same theme, unexpected people, unexpected places. We need to meet a female disciple, and you're going to love the name if you don't know her name in Acts chapter 9. The youth that were here on a couple Wednesdays ago, they know the name. You meet a female disciple, and her name was Dorcas, right? If you don't like your child, change their name to Dorcas, because they will get made fun of. Is that right, Pastor Sam? Um, We actually told the teenagers on Wednesday night, we said, go be a Dorcas. So this female disciple that we meet, um, first off, it was a surprise because you think all the disciples were men, right? Because that's, we sometimes grew up thinking that. No, Acts chapter 9, it mentions this female disciple. She made clothes for the poor. She helped the poorest of the poor and helped those in need. She's like a Mother Teresa type of person, right? Didn't need a spotlight. She gets sick in that passage. She dies and they pray for her and she comes back, right? So we meet another unexpected person by the leading of the Holy Spirit. But then here's what happens next. At the end of that passage in chapter 9, this is what leads up into our scripture today. It says, Peter stays for some time with a tanner, right? And you're thinking, why is that a big deal? So Pastor Sam at our brewery service at the back 40, I said tanner, and Pastor Sam said, that's just a guy who lays in the tanning bed all day. It's not, JT. It's a guy who, uh, his job was to work with uh, the skins of dead animals, right? So this was a dirty, dirty job. A a much needed job, but a dirty job. And somebody who did the job of a tanner would have been unclean. Their home would have been unclean. So guess what? Religious people would not hang out with this guy. They would not hang out with this guy. Um, So you see what happens so far in these passages, that when we follow the lead of the Holy Spirit... We have somebody hanging out with a sorcerer. We meet Saul, who's later changed to Paul, and they're going to hang out with the guy that used to persecute him. We meet a eunuch who has been rejected by the religious leaders. Uh, We meet Dorcas, and then we meet a tanner, because God leads us to unexpected people and unexpected places when we follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Here is Acts 11, 1 through 18. I'm going to be reading from the Common English Bible. The apostles and the brothers and sisters throughout Judea heard that even the Gentiles had welcomed God's word. When Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him. They accused him. You went into the home of an uncircumcised and ate with them. Step by step, Peter explained what had happened. I was in the city of Joppa praying when I had a visionary experience. In my vision, I saw something like a large linen sheet being lowered from the heaven by its four corners. It came all the way down to me. As I stared at it, wondering what it was, I saw four-legged animals, including wild beasts, as well as reptiles and wild birds. I heard a voice say, get up, Peter, kill and eat. I responded, absolutely not, Lord. Nothing impure or unclean has ever entered my mouth. The voice from heaven spoke a second time, never consider unclean what God has made pure. This happened three times. Then everything was pulled back into heaven. At that moment, three men who had been sent to me from Caesarea arrived at the home where we were staying. The Spirit told me to go with them, even though they were Gentiles. These six brothers also went with me, and we entered that man's house. He reported to us how he had sent an angel standing in his, home, in his house saying, Send to Joppa and summon Simon, who is known as Peter. He will tell you and your entire household 
how they can be saved. When I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell on me, just as the Spirit fell on those in the beginning. I remembered the Lord's words, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If God gave them this gift, he gave us who believed in him, the Lord Jesus Christ, then who am I? Could I stand in God's way? One of the apostles and the other, once the apostles and other believers heard this, they calmed down. They praised God and concluded, so then God has enabled Gentiles to change their hearts and live lives so they might have new life. Let's pray. Loving God, I pray that this passage will speak to us. I pray that you will help us draw closer to you. I pray that you will help us draw closer to each other. And I pray that you will draw us into ministry with people that are unexpected. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Did you notice what happened at the beginning of the passage, if you were still awake? At the beginning of the passage, it said um, that Peter, uh, people upset, or the religious leaders are upset about who Peter is eating with. Does that remind you of anybody else in the Bible? Jesus. People were upset with Jesus when Jesus would eat with different people too. Um, it's something that happened in scriptures. People would get upset about that. And Sam talked about this a few weeks ago, uh, about how Peter would have, um, how, what Peter would have thought about unclean food, that he would have grown up at a very early age knowing uh, how gross this unclean food was. It was part of his culture, it was part of his religion, his life, that he would never eat these things, right? Nor would he be around people that were eating things that were unclean. So for this to change was a big deal. It was a big deal for him to now eat these things and eat with people that eat these things. It's a big deal for him to see that God is making a bigger table and a room for all people at the table. I love this section of Acts and I love that it mentions food too. Because there's lots of things that divide people. In this passage, it's talking about circumcised and uncircumcised, Jews and Gentiles. But what are the things that divide us from people in our community today? What stops us from loving someone else, from loving our neighbor as ourselves? Is it customs? Is it cultural differences? Is it religious rules? Because that's what it was in this passage. Maybe it's some things we think are religious rules that divide us from people, but that they shouldn't. Is it income differences, political differences? What is it that stops us from loving our neighbors? Because Jesus has a huge table. Everybody's invited. Some of the people that others think are unclean, Jesus welcomed them. Those people uh, who had a, had a past, remember Saul that I talked about in Acts? He had a past. Jesus welcomed him. Um, those who eat different foods, whatever it is that may be different. Because, you know, that guy Saul was a total jerk. God invited him too. And I love the importance of a meal, right? Because this scripture could have just been like, it could have said something along the lines that, Peter realized he was supposed to be nicer to Gentiles. It could have said that, right? Like when you're in the market, you're going to talk to people that are a different culture than you and be nice. But it goes so much further than that. It goes so much further than that. Because he goes to the home of a tanner and then he's going to eat with people. And he's going to eat food that's different. It's a totally different thing when you eat with somebody, isn't it? And it's still that same way in our culture, right? It's one thing to say somebody is invited to church, right? But it's different to say, do you want to go eat with me afterwards? 
There's something real and special about that, isn't it? It's saying, I want to do life with you. I care about what's going on in your family. I care about, I care about your job. I care about you as a person. And I want you to be involved in my life too. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. That's Christian hospitality, right? I know if I'm to invite somebody to my house for a meal, that means I cleaned for you, right? That's a, I, it's not just I invited you to church. Like I invited you to my house and I cleaned. And I even got in my car and drove to Pruitt's to pick up food for the meal. I don't know if anybody else, everybody here cooks, I guess. So um, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. We have United Methodist Women here and we have um, United Methodist Women. And what's the other one I said earlier, Pastor Sam? What's the other group? Anyway, there's another group that eats here. I'm trying to think of who I said they were. Um, but when they have a meal upstairs together and they invite their neighbors, it's more than just inviting them to church. It's inviting them to a table to say, I care about you. I love you. When you invite your friends and you hang out and meet new people at Hebrews Coffee Bar between services, you're connecting with people on a deeper level, a deeper level. You want to be a part of their lives. And that's what we want to do. We want to connect with people the way that Jesus wants us to. And I know I'm harping on this thing about a meal, but it, it's saying, I want, I want you in my life. I value you, right? Because it's not just Jews and Gentiles were nice to each other. It's that they began to do life together. They began to do life together. So why is this our scripture for Senior Sunday? What would be the reason for that? I'm going to give you the real reason. It's because I always use the lectionary, and this was the lectionary passage for today. But it fits so well. It fits so well. Because our seniors... You are going to be in unfamiliar places, new places with new people, unexpected people. Be open to what God may be directing you towards. Some of those people that seem so different might end up being your best friends, or they might be the people that give you a ton of wisdom into your life. And some of us in here, we can attest to that, right? Some of those people we thought were going to be so different from us ended up bringing us so much into our lives helped us grow spiritually, right? And maybe God is leading you to show somebody else God's love, right? Somebody that's so different than you. New people, new people. The stranger, the person who was unexpected, they could have a huge difference in your life. For all of us, we might meet someone who's like the sorcerer in the story, right? Who needs to hear of God's love for the first time. Maybe it's somebody like the Ethiopian eunuch who thinks... There's not a place for me. God doesn't love me or welcome me. And God welcomed him the whole time. And Peter just, just showed him that, right? Maybe we meet people like that. Maybe it's somebody like Saul who's a total jerk that hasn't changed yet. And God puts us in their lives to put some, put some seeds in their life that, hey, God is love. God is good, right? Maybe you'll meet somebody that's like a Dorcas, somebody that serves everybody and serves the poorest of the poor and just inspires us to live for God. I ask all of us, who are the unexpected people that God has brought into your life? And maybe for some of us, it's been a while that God hasn't brought somebody unexpected in our lives, and maybe it's because we haven't been willing, right? Maybe it's because we haven't been willing lately. May the Holy Spirit push us out of our comfort zones. Because if we follow the lead of the Holy Spirit, we will be in unexpected places and doing ministry with unexpected people. We might just find ourselves 
inviting over to our house an Auburn fan or an Alabama fan, right? Something crazy, something crazy. But really, a pattern in Acts, the Holy Spirit leads these people to do ministry with people they never would have expected. How can we prepare ourselves for the Holy Spirit to do that? And I ask all of us, when the Holy Spirit nudges, will we go? Will we listen? Imagine Gadsden First Methodist, right? If we said to people that are different than us, I don't want to just invite you to church. I want to do life with you. I want to eat a meal with you. I care about your family. I care about your kids. I care about everything about you. And I want you to care about mine too, right? I don't know if you noticed in this passage, but the religious people were so mad when he went to eat and hang out and eat this different food and just be in a different space. They, they didn't understand it. But by the end of it, they had a change of hearts. What would that do for our community if we lived like that, right? What about our friend groups? How would our friend groups change if we just showed love and compassion to people who are different than us? Our lives would change if we follow the Spirit to unexpected people and unexpected places. Let's pray. Loving God, I pray that each and every one of us will be open to your leading. God, I pray that when people need to hear of your love, that we will be willing to share it. I pray that we will be willing to not just have shallow relationships, that we will just genuinely care about people who are different than us. I pray that we'll be willing to learn from them, that we'll be willing to learn from us. God, that you will change, that you will change us. Help us, mold us, shape us, direct our paths. God, again, we lift up these seniors. I pray that they're, they're at college, you will give them wisdom. And I pray that you will bring people into their lives, people that they can minister to and people that will minister to them as well. We ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Our hymn of response this morning is hymn number 93. Here I am, Lord, as we stand and sing.
May we follow the Holy Spirit's lead. And may we build friendships and connect with people that are completely different than us. May we go in peace.